It's KQED News. I'm Tara Seiler. Financial regulators closed down Silicon Valley Bank today and took control of its deposits, making it the largest bank failure in more than a decade. The Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, or FDIC, is now in control of those deposits after a wild week in which the lender frantically tried and failed to raise enough capital to stave off a run on the bank. Amelia Pollard is a reporter with Bloomberg News and is covering the story, and she joins us. And Amelia, can you first explain just what happened here? Why was there a run on this bank, and when did the trouble start brewing? Trouble started brewing with Silvergate Capital earlier this week, which is known as the Bank 2 crypto institutions, but they announced a voluntary wind-down and liquidation this week. And then, you know, just 24 hours later, this bank, Silicon Valley Bank, which specializes in tech startups, also a fairly niche, you know, bank specialty. It started to be reported that venture capital firms were advising portfolio companies to pull money from the bank. So it was really a kind of classic run on the bank situation, which created a nosedive fairly quickly. What role has this bank played in Silicon Valley, just stepping back? This was one of the first banks to specialize in tech startups. It was founded in 1983 um, with the explicit purpose even then, you know, long before a lot of the tech giants that we know today had even gotten their start, that they were going to focus on tech entrepreneurs. And so it was really a pioneer among banks and, and financial institutions of focusing on tech startups specifically. I think it is a huge surprise to experts. And, you know, we've been speaking to professors who focus on banking regulation um, that it collapsed this rapidly. Yeah. How many startups and companies had money in this bank and what is the financial fallout for them and other depositors? The FDIC said today that there are around $209 billion in total assets. The FDIC insures up to $250,000 on those accounts, but a lot of these accounts were wholesale depositors. And that basically means, you know, company is not just regular individuals. And so many of them had uh, far more than $250,000. We don't know you know exactly what percentage of those funds will not be insured by the FDIC. But the fact that the FDIC stepped in will stymie whatever kind of hemorrhaging is happening at SVB and will kind of put a pause on that. It seems like there'll be some kind of announcement on Monday as to whether they're able to find an acquirer. Typically, in these situations, they try to find a healthy bank to assume the deposits. So I really think it's a waiting game right now. So might some of these companies that had deposits there now have trouble making payroll? There's been some reports that, you know, Silicon Valley Bank was a bank that helped to facilitate payroll payments and that things have been put on pause. But this whole situation really has unfolded in just 24 hours. So there are a lot of unknowns. What, if anything, do you think this portends for the health of other banks or for venture capital firms? I mean, are there broader implications? Again and again, experts are saying this is not a wait. They don't suspect contagion to really have broad ramifications among banks elsewhere. By and large, banks are much more diversified. They're a lot larger um, than they were in past banking crises. I was speaking to someone today who was at the FDIC in the 80s, and you know there were 13,000 banks insured by the FDIC then. Today, there are only 4,000. So experts are saying that the banking system is safer and you know healthier than it's been in, in past crises. Thank you so much, Amelia. I appreciate your reporting. Yeah, thanks so much, Tara. Appreciate it. Amelia Pollard is a reporter with Bloomberg News. And I'm Tara Seiler. This is KQED News.